Awesome. Welcome, everyone, to today's webinar on Global Intelligence Updates. Today, we've got a very special guest, Liz Hardwick. And Liz is a digital productivity specialist, professional speaker, trainer, and tech founder, and has been sharing her expertise and experience of harnessing digital for human benefit for over 15 years through talks, training, seminars, and her online e-learning platform. Liz helps business owners, leaders, and their teams reclaim their time, energy, and focus with tried and tested productivity methods and digital tools to achieve that iconic four-day working week. She has also been recognized for achievements in Tech Women 100, Tech Women Top 111, UK Women in the Tech Speakers, BCs, in 101 female founders in tech and digital leaders UK 100. Wow, Liz, what, what better introduction is there out there? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Welcome, Liz. And we are so happy to, to have you here. And um, I'm so glad you had the time to be here. So um, on that introduction, Liz, can we start by talking about your journey into studying productivity? So I think it probably goes back to uh, when I used to work in broadcasting. Um, so I used to run radio stations for a living and um, I would regularly be responsible for uh, scheduling. So putting the people in the places um, and getting everything organised. Um, and at one point I was scheduling 300 people into four week rotations on a quarterly basis. So I had to put loads of different pieces together. It was kind of like putting a puzzle together. So um, I think that's where I got really good at being productive, talking about schedules, talking about planning, using my time wisely. Um, I uh, went down, uh, I was an employee at the time there, and I went down to condensed hours um, across a four-day week. So that's where the four-day work week comes in straight away. I love that. I got used to Fridays off. I got used to three-day uh, weekends, and I absolutely loved that. Um, and then um, a few years uh, after um, that, I uh, started up uh, my first business with uh, my fellow co-founder, uh, Darren Jenkinson. Uh, and then we talked about digital training. So at, at that time, digital was, was our focus, not activity. Um, and then we were probably running the business quite successfully for a couple of years. Um, I'm not sure if everyone else will relate to this, but too many hours, um, saying yes to everything, um, worrying a lot of the time about things going well, procrastinating over stuff, feeling overwhelmed. And about two years into running that business, I hit my what I would call wall, um, it, burnout, um, exhaustion feeling like I was just um, treading water. I felt like um, just wasn't getting much stuff done. I wasn't feeling very productive. And I thought, right, okay. Like like, like any any person who's, who's running some sort of project or business, we need to find a solution to this, how do we move forwards? So I probably spent a whole year reading every book I could find that said productivity in the title. Um, and then with my digital background, my, my kind of tech background, if you will, um, I wanted to find a, a digital solution. So um, 
I downloaded around about 200 or 300 uh, mobile phone apps, tested oh, yeah. them tried them yes there's a lot <laughs> I, I, re I reviewed the number and I was kind of like mm, how 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 does that work um and then very quickly I realized by talking to other people other people had been in similar situations I wasn't alone um and I thought actually this could be useful so very much we were trainers by trade so we were used to learning a topic creating something a series of programs or 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 delivery, if you will, in terms of training content and then delivering it. So productivity seemed like the next addition to us. So not just productivity, but digital productivity. And I think there is a difference because there's a lot of people that talk about time management. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, I feel like that's stuck in the 90s a bit. Um, so digital productivity is the next step on from that. And because of our digital backgrounds, that felt like the next natural step um roll forward 10 years i'm now speaking at conferences about digital productivity we run training courses we do one-to-one -one private support with people coaching mentoring all of that good stuff based on the fact that productivity is part of the offer that we think is really important especially to business leaders entrepreneurs because there's that struggle to Get, keep that balance so yeah. we've kind of gone that's the whole potted history really but um you can see there's points throughout my um professional career that I was always using productivity techniques and skills to be able to achieve things I think we all are and I think I wouldn't say anyone's not productive I think there's just always room to improve room to increase by a small percentage per time. That's what we're dealing with in a lot of cases with business owners, entrepreneurs, is how do we get that extra 5% more productive? Because we're probably already productive, but we're always seeking new ways of doing things. And I think that's where, um, you know, where we can help in terms of supporting other people. Sure. Yeah, talking about these challenges, um, what would you say are the most common challenges what, that you see in um, entrepreneurs? So I think um, I've, I've probably been speaking on digital productivity topics around seven years now. And I've, I've kind of grouped it into three different um, sort of sections, if you will. Um, three different problems and three different solutions. So um, those are time, energy and focus. And for business owners, entrepreneurs, the element, the underlying theme with that then is money. So um, with time, you're not doing a four-day week. Um, you're, you're struggling in terms of fitting everything into your week. You're probably doing five days, six days, seven days a week. You're doing long hours. You're getting up early. You're finishing. You're stretching yourself to the limit. Um, they're the, the challenges that time-wise entrepreneurs will, will find themselves in. Um, energy-wise, lacking in energy, exhausted, um, lack of momentum, lack of inspiration. When you started, um, maybe, you know, your, your most recent business, you were really excited and now you kind of feel like you're going through the motions. It might not be that actually there's anything wrong with that business idea. It's just that you're exhausted. You've taken too many things on. Um, we would call it spinning too many plates. So you're kind of trying to, to juggle things all at the same time. And then add on to that, 
you know, you might also have family, you might also have dependents that you're supporting, all of the life that balances out that business side, where we talk a lot about business side in entrepreneurship, there's also got to be that balance as well. Um, And then that third element is focus. So when you are getting down to doing work, you're distracted by other things. Um, You find focus quite hard. Um, There's too many people pulling you in different directions, especially if you've got multiple businesses as well. You can find that you're actually being pulled in lots of different directions. Wow. I think that's um, a a very common challenge for for everyone out there, you know, is um, being overworked and, like you said, taking on too many, too many plates. Um, and that's it. And I think, you know, we, we all enjoy what we do and we choose to do those things. So it's not like we've been told to do certain things. We can get to pick and choose the companies we want to run, the projects we want to be involved with. And, and so, some people will say you can't have everything. And I would say, well, you can, but you just need to be really savvy about how you spend your time. And, you know, that 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 then lends itself to talking about things like outsourcing. You know, if you're doing a lot of uh, admin and you don't want to be or you don't have the time to or you're not the best person for that, is that someone you can bring in or outsource? You know, there's that piece as well that I think we're probably all quite used to doing. And that is a productivity technique as well. You know, if you don't have that time to do everything, what bits can you get rid of that you're not so fond of? Because you know, whatever we start a business to do, normally it's not the business bit of what we want to actually deliver. And then that just comes along with running a business. You realise you need to, you know, do finances and admin and all that sort of stuff. If that's you that's doing all of that, can you outsource it? Can you can you get someone else to help you with that so that you can focus on other stuff? So there's yeah there's lot there's lots of struggles but I think that's part of it isn't it part of entrepreneurship is we 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 want to kind of create something new so how do then we go about making something a little bit different? Yeah, very interesting. Uh, then what differences should an entrepreneur expect to see if their productivity is improving? Um, I think I think there's lots of different ways. I think it's flipping the challenges on its head to be honest um so i would say someone who is doing the hours that they would choose to so um i work with quite a few entrepreneurs uh, on a private basis some of them do a four day week, week like me so i work monday to thursdays um but others it, it, you know the four day week has got a bit of a global kind of um recognition at the moment people are talking about that within the business communities but it's about it being flexible for for you so I have one client where she likes to get up really early Uh, she's an early bird um and she'll get up 6am her time uh she'll do her emails she'll do some admin she'll do some basic stuff to ease her into the morning um then she'll maybe do that for a couple of hours then she'll go for a swim she has a swimming pool in her um, house. Um, so she'll go for a swim, have a breakfast, have a nice leisurely morning, and then start work around 1 p.m. And then 1 p.m. to, say, 5 p.m., she's doing work. She's meeting her team. She's meeting her clients and working on the business. And then she'll, say, do a till seven break where she has dinner she relaxes for a bit longer and then she'll do another hour 
where it's more creative time for her. So seven till nine will be her time to uh, do business planning or uh, write. Uh, so she works in change management, so write funding bids or project proposals. Because actually what she's figured out is that's her perfect day. Yeah. And she doesn't mind working five or six days a week because she's spread that out. She enjoys the balance. So I think one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs can see in that impact is, are you living a life that you really love, that you really enjoy? Yes, business has got its ups and downs. But if you um, if you look at your perfect week, and, and, you know, and that's a kind of it's a great tip to, to share with everyone. Um, if you haven't if you haven't ever done a little drawing, pen and a piece of paper or digital calendar and figured out what you'd love to do and when in a, in a schedule format, do that, because that's a great way to be able to say this is my perfect day. And then look at what your current day looks like and how different are the two. So I have a little, I use Google Cal for my calendars. I created a new calendar. I created my perfect day that I'd love to have. And then I, I, I toggle that on and off and go, how close am I to this, this, this style this week? Um, yeah, brilliant, Dominique. It's, it's a really simple way just to keep contrasting from, from what, am I, what am I wanting to do, what am I wanting to achieve? And, you know, within entrepreneurship, they'll – be times where you are super busy and that isn't going to happen and that's okay as long as we have that thing to check back into so for me this november december time gets quiet in terms of delivery so we use that as an opportunity to do business planning or at the moment i'm doing lots of early mornings for lovely global um interviews and, and conferences um so i'm up really early my time i'm then choosing to take the afternoons off because that's that flexibility, because I have done maybe the hours that I chose to, but balancing out that perfect week. So my perfect week would be getting up a lot later than I have done this week. But it's that balance to think, like, how can I make this work for me? I'm not going to get my ideal perfect week this week, but how can I make it as good as or how can I be flexible with that? And that's an element of, of what we will all be used to as an entrepreneur is being flexible and moving with projects and time zones and time in terms of what we're working on but that impact I think I think that that time and it just go back to that time energy focus we talk a lot about that um and, and that's a big piece is you know are you enjoying what you're doing and when and then the the focus and energy generally goes with that are you feeling like you've done a really great day and then you can choose to do something in the evening personally for that work-life balance, or are you absolutely zapped and you don't want to do anything else and you just want to sit down and, and watch TV and, and do nothing else, then the energy levels are, you know, we're probably out, out of sync there. Oh, wow. No, that sounds like a great activity that we can all try and, um, you know, I think we should actually do that. Um, then I've, I've got a question for you, Liz. Now you get this quite a lot especially in the digital space, you know, huh? so um, why do you think the digital plays such a big role in the productivity? Yeah, good question. Um, so, I mean, I'm biased because I've always done digital or broadcasting or tech in, in some regard. Um, and my businesses have all moved with digital. 
So whatever the latest technology is, we've tried to keep abreast of it. Um, I think digital is, if you think of it as one of the tools in your uh, toolkit that become part of how you do business. Um, so the digital, so productivity in itself um, is, yes, we can talk about the, the age old days where we talked about, about time management. So I've, I've mentioned quite a few examples of how we use our time more wisely. I'll talk about the time, energy and focus again, because that's part of productivity. There are some things you could still do without digital. So you can choose to manage your time more wisely with a paper diary. So some people are, are, are really, uh, they find benefit from having a paper diary. Um, so that's fine. I'm not going to try and persuade people who have already got their systems and they're happy with them. Um, for that example, so if people are using paper diaries, um, there are lots of, there are lots of, <laughs> somebody's saying that's me. There's lots of systems that you can utilize the processes with without using digital. So that's fine. Um, with the perfect day, for those of you who are on paper, um, it's just little post-it notes. So you do all the things, you put each item on a post-it note that you want to do, and you put it on your paper calendar instead. Um, it's harder to move around. It's much easier to do that in digital. And I think digital then becomes the time-saving tool to help you do those processes. So we've got the time element of it. Um, one great example is um, if people haven't heard of the process called Pomodoro, then please go search for that. That's the best process that I've ever used. And again, I've tried and tested many. Um, and the concept being you, uh, you pick a particular task, you choose a single focus, 25 minutes worth of time you can set an alarm and I'll, I'll say that in inverted commas because that alarm could be um where the where the pomodoro word comes from is tomato italian for tomato um it's the tomato kitchen timers that you might have seen uh, around the 80s and 90s for those of you old enough um and it's an iconic ticking kitchen clock so you would set your timer for your pasta, you'd put 10, 12 minutes on, and it would tick, 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 and then it would ping at the end when the timer was finished. So in its example, um, that can be non-digital at all. So we've just picked a, 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 a timer. It could be we go a little bit further and use digital and put a timer on our phones for that 25 minutes so that's like the the basic next digital step um or if you've got a digital clock that you use then that's again using a little bit of digital but we're moving away from the animal um and then for me digital tools and apps oh dominique's mentioning time timer my favorite um app and program is called pomo Dun. And I think that's where we start to see why digital is much more useful timing-wise because Pomo done, it does the same thing. It sets a timer, it will ping at 25 minutes, and then you have a five-minute break and it'll ping at the five minutes, and then you carry on. And then the concept of Pomodoro is you do four of those and you have a big break. Um, however, Pomo done app, and this is where the digital bit where we talk about automations and integrations, this is where digital becomes really useful and time-saving even more. Because 
Pomo done, as an example, integrates with a lot of other systems. Um, so it integrates with project management tools. It integrates with task management tools. It integrates with other systems that you could link your Pomo done to. So little quick example. I might say, OK, I'm, um, I use the um, to-do list app called Todoist. I link that with my Pomo done app. And when I'm ready to sit down and do some work, I'll sit at my desk, I'll get my laptop out and I'll say, right, I want to focus on this particular task and I want to set a 25 minute timer for it. When I choose find Pomo done, I can pick the tasks direct from my task list into Doist. That's where the integration becomes really useful. So I've just saved myself. And if you think about it, it might only be 30 seconds every time I'm going into my task app, saying, yes, I've done it, coming back to Pomodon, choosing a different time. But if you think about every day you do that, it can add up as minutes. And across the week, if you're doing that, can add up as, you know, maybe an hour's worth that you're then saving. So I would say just by linking that particular set of programs together, I'm probably saving 20 minutes um maybe across a week or two weeks so that's where again we're starting to talk about just trying to increase our productivity by a couple of percent you know how how can we do that digital then means that we can do that and it automates it so to finish that process off once i've chosen my task from my to-doist app inside pomodon i've set my time i've done my thing i can then say inside Pomodon, tick, I've done that. I mean, it'll automatically tick it off in my Todoist app. So it's time saved again, instead of me having to keep flicking between systems, it's then given me a task to do it that way as well. And that's just one example. There's so many tools now that integrate. So that might be marketing systems where you're scheduling things and you're linking things together. It might be CRM systems where every so often they're sending out emails things i mean if we think about how much time that's saving us not doing that manually that becomes a really useful digital productivity tool as well um we start talking about the time energy and focus element but it could cross loads of elements within your business as well wow awesome thank you for sharing some insight on that um getting back to to the changes I want to ask, what are the small changes that you see that make the biggest difference mm. from implementing on your advice? Yeah, so um, so in the chat already, we've been talking about um, how people have their own systems already in place. Yeah. Um, so we use the example of an analog uh, um, real-world pen and paper diary. So that's a great example. So we use that one. Um, small changes. So... I I'll give you an example. I used to use a paper diary. Uh, we're probably talking about 20 years ago now, um, but it was a transition period. Um, so I had a pen and paper diary. I then struggled to move over because I think I was trying to jump too quickly. And in this situation with any of your processes, you might have to take baby steps in it. So some of those challenges, if you think, oof, like going from, I could never go from a paper-based diary to a digital because it seems like too much of a shift. Um, I would suggest it's starting 
smaller, um, smaller steps to 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 creating a habit. And habit comes in a lot into this. So um, my example of when I changed over from uh, a paper based system to at the time it was a, it was a, called a Palm Pilot, which wasn't even a mobile phone. It was a very classy um personal digital assistant I don't know if anyone remembers those but it were again it was the height of technology at its time but for that one year I had both because I didn't trust the digital I still had the paper so I was I was running and I and you have to give yourself a cutoff time for how long you need to do this for because I took a year and said right I'm going to commit to for a year running both and checking that it was working. So that's that's quite a, um, a big, big period of time to test something. But little steps through other things might be you, you give it a month to test something. You'll give it three months to test something. Um, small changes where you're, 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 you're testing something different. So the paper system, doing your perfect day on that with post-it notes. So a great um, productivity example that you can use, again, around scheduling, because I think scheduling is the thing that if, you, if you're not ready to change your systems yourself, scheduling and using your schedule better has so much benefit. So I would say that's the first thing to look at if you don't quite know where to start. Um, the scheduling element you can do this with paper and you can do this with digital. But one of the biggest things I see um, with so much positive impact on business owners, leaders and entrepreneurs is time blocking. So this is where we we might look at our week. So I generally do this like Sunday afternoon in a coffee shop or relax planning a week ahead. This might be that you're doing this first thing Monday morning, looking ahead. So looking at the whole week that you've got, looking at your appointments, looking at the fixed things you've got in your calendar that you can't move. So generally they're appointments or meetings or Zoom calls or uh, having physically to go somewhere. Um, then look at your to-do list for that week and, and look at where you can slot in the times for the tasks that you've got. Because I think sometimes where we struggle is having the here's a calendar of all the things I need to do in this week and giving ourselves an unrealistic task list for the week because we haven't actually allocated the time to anything. So time blocking is great because then you're going, right, this task is going to take me two hours. Where in the week am I going to slot in that time? And then put that into your calendar or your diary, label that accordingly, and that's the time you're going to focus on something. And you learn over time what your um, types of focus are. Um, there's a thing called chronotypes, if anyone's ever heard of that. You're one of four animals. Um, yeah. So kind of traditional to the, the early bird or the night owl, it goes into a bit more depth with four different ones. Um, so there's a great tool called um, the power of wenquiz.com. Um, and that will give you an idea of what chronotype you are. That will explain when is the best time to do things. So when is it your best time to be creative? When is it your best time to just do admin stuff? So there's a lot of balance there in terms of when to do things. And that's, again, 
really just increasing your productivity by maybe 5% or even 10% for that, because that is actually quite a interesting revelation if you didn't know that about yourself already. Um, and so I think time blocking, I think also not adding too much stuff to your to your to-do list each day. Um, dead simple, might be, might be digital, might be pen and paper. Um, I say three tasks a day. What if I achieve nothing else? What are the three tasks that are really important um, to do that day? Um, I think that really helps because we overload our to-do list and we just feel like it's never ending. Um, and then I guess a final kind of small step on that is doing a weekly to-do list if you didn't already. So where we have a, a master to-do list with absolutely everything on, pairing that with doing the scheduling, looking ahead for your week, but also having the weekly to-do list. Um, there's a quote that says we um, overestimate what we can get done in a day and underestimate what we can get done in a week. So that balance of when we're going to do stuff really helps. And they're all little tips that you could just add in. You could just try one of those little things um, each each couple of couple of weeks, each month, try something different, and you'll just see that productivity increase. It might be you've got a bit more focus. It might be you've, you've, you've finished your work and you can, you know, kind of be done for the day. Like, oh, I've finished. It's, it's 2 p.m. Let's, you know, let's go have coffee or lunch. So, you know, those, those little impacts can really build up. But I think, you know, pick a couple of tiny steps first um, because all of those, the schedule or the to-do list, are the ones that will make that big, biggest difference because it's some, sometimes it's the processes that we do that we're just taking for granted. And, and it's worth looking at and reviewing the processes that you have, the tools that you use, um, we always suggest that at least every six months you do a kind of digital productivity review. What are you using? What are you using and not paying for? Because that can be a money-saving thing as, as yeah. much of the time. Um, and just looking what you're doing. Could we scrap some of these things? At one point, I, um, I reviewed our systems. I was using four different pieces of software, which then eventually we just converted into using one piece of software. Because we're doing four different jobs, four different bits of a process, when actually if everyone had access to the one thing, we could, we could just all use one tool. And I think sometimes we're creating more work for ourselves just because we've not had the time to sit down and think, right, what am I doing with this? And how could I better optimise it? So there's some of the small things that I think, you know, can really make a difference. Yeah, no, very good advice, Liz. Um, and I think Mike can also testify because just before lockdown hit, he did the exact same. He did a um, just a review, you know, all the software, what is he using, and also cut down on so much, so much actually that he bought a car. You know, so brilliant. So that's it, isn't it? That's that's how much you you realize you're spending, and especially if. You know, you might have signed up for a trial and then the money goes out and you don't really check. But then actually, if a couple of those get cancelled, yeah, if it's enough to buy a car, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Liz, we've been talking a lot about change. And for some of the listeners, they might be thinking, oh, shit, change, you know. Um, what advice would you give to those who are worrying about changing the way they work? 
yeah definitely um I think especially when and it's one of those where you get into business to do the, the thing you want to do and not do the business stuff yeah. um this can also sound like business stuff um so I think it's I think it's um putting your central priorities in the middle like what do you want to do so the ideal day example is a great one um where would you like to be what would what lifestyle would you like to lead and then working towards that um it's tiny steps for me um not trying to change major things um sometimes we can all get stuck I became quite risk averse uh, during the pandemic especially with my business making business decisions I think we can get stuck with decision fatigue sometimes where we have to make so many decisions as entrepreneurs um, that then we actually stop doing anything so I think the change piece if you're worried about changing stuff and you're thinking oh but if I make the wrong decision that actually could make the systems or um the processes that I'm using worse might actually take more time um it's it's you you know using an expert um so if you don't have time or you don't have um you know <laughs> sometimes it's you don't care you're not interested or you don't have the skills to look at the systems with with a, a kind of um a, you know a separate eye so it might be someone so the, the great example that you shared around mike doing that review maybe that's a great place to start so if you're worried about change it's a great place to just understand where am i up to right now so that might be you do a review or if you struggle in terms of understanding what what that might mean maybe getting someone in to do a review um trying to find someone who is technology agnostic so we're very specific and we don't recommend uh, one particular product and I think that's really key for entrepreneurs because a lot of the time we need to work agile we need to work quickly we need to be able to easily change things if we choose to um so I think get a review done either you do it or someone else does it see where you are and I think those little changes like cancelling a program that you don't actually use I mean that seems great for your time for your energy for your focus but also for your money as well again we're always talking with productivity the bottom line because the more time you save the better your bottom line will be more energy you have the better the bottom line will be the better focus you have, the better the bottom line will be. So it all links back into money. And I think that's where sometimes the teams that I work with, so I work with leaders and their teams, the teams don't understand why we need to do something. And that change piece can be a struggle sometimes because the leader hasn't got buy-in to why we need to do this. Actually, guys, if we figure out what a system could be better doing, we can save money. So we'll have more money for you. So I think that's explaining sometimes, like, why are we doing this? We're not, because I think a lot of the time also, if you've got teams and you start to talk about change, especially in the current climate, especially globally as well, there's an instant jerk reaction of they're going to try and replace me with computers. And it is a big worry for some people. So it's it's also explaining the changes that you might be making to your teams and your businesses to say hey no th th this is this isn't getting rid of anyone this is actually seeing we can all work better 
and you know all be able to take Fridays off there's a lot of companies now that are actually doing a four-day week but to get to that they've had to do small incremental changes to make that possible so implementing digital systems is a great one because if you can see there's a lot of admin process or a lot of manual process that actually could be automated let's do that which means we free up our people to do the more human-based tasks rather than the tappy tappy into a computer which really do we really need an intelligent human being to do that where they can be checking that system and then going and doing other things like customer service or other people-sided stuff so change to review uh, have have a look at what you've already got what you're already doing um make sure you explain change to you and your teams and why you're doing it to you know alleviate any problems or worries but also bring everyone around with that discussion because if you have got a team member that's working on a system day in day out and they're like oh it's rubbish because such and such i've got a solution this program over here is so much better if you ask for opinions and feedback you might not need to necessarily do the research yourself. Your team might already have the answers. And I think sometimes it's also about going and asking for, for people's feedback. Um, but yeah, change, you know, change is a scary thing anyway, right? Um, as entrepreneurs, we're used to that, we're used to working agile. Um, so yeah, t- tiny steps, but then also you know, replicating and explaining what those reasons are that you're changing. Wow, great answer, Liz. Thank you very much. And I've I've been asking you quite a few questions and you've been giving us quite a lot of insight and great advice. Now, I would like to ask, how do you support entrepreneurs on their journey? Love it. Love it. Um, (laughs) So we do, we we have quite a few, quite a few different levels that that we engage with people. so we can work with uh, leaders, entrepreneurs and their teams. So especially uh, since 2020, there's been a massive move to remote working and hybrid working. Yeah. And for teams, that seems to be a key bit at the moment. So we do train in for, uh, for that. Again, we talked about change. That might be buy-in. So we run training sessions for leaders, entrepreneurs and their teams. So that's a wider conversation. We also work one-to-one with entrepreneurs. So it might be, um, I've, I've literally got an email in my inbox from a client uh, from yesterday saying, I need some help. I'm doing, I'm trying to run two full-time roles under part-time. So she's doing two part-time jobs, which actually are a full-time role. So she's trying to do that. She's getting overwhelmed and she needs some support in how to actually um, focus, refine her time. And a lot of the things we've talked about today here is exactly what I'll help her do. So I've thrown a load of ideas at people today. What we do is then we support people to make that change. So we talk about change being scary. Sometimes um, it's really good to have um, an expert a specialist to hold your hand going through that process figure out what their needs are and then be able to support them that way so we do one-to-one private um, support with clients with entrepreneurs with uh, CEOs um, and then we have an online learning portal 
So if you want to dip in and out or you just want to learn at your own pace, we've got an online learning platform uh, where you can kind of um, buy a course uh, each one's four weeks and then you get to keep the uh, the info for the for the lifetime access then we do some free stuff as well so we have a free um, virtual online co-working um, uh, mostly every month where people can get together and on a zoom call can just get on with stuff but that accountability I think especially if you're working on your own a lot of the time that accountability can be really helpful and I know by just joining a Zoom and we use the Pomodoro method I mentioned before. So we work in 25 bursts of uh, time, five minute break where we chat to each other, we set our next task and then we carry on. There's a little bit of music in the background. We see everyone on the cameras and I get so much more done in those sessions and that's free. Anyone can join that. And we put those on Eventbrite uh, for anyone to log on to um and uh it covers most time zones so uh which we, we try we try and keep keep it as accessible as possible and then we have a free facebook group we have a free email list um and we also have a free online book club uh which is normally around a productivity book so i mentioned before about reading all of the books that uh had productivity in the title I've done those and now I'm always currently seeking out other sort of productivity or personal development uh, books as well. And we do that online uh, across a whole day in a Facebook group. So all time zones can pretty much join us um, and we read a book together pretty much every other month because, uh, you know, a lot of people have got a lot of stuff going on. So lots of ways that, that we support entrepreneurs in different forms. And for different cost prices as well, because we appreciate everyone's at different points on their journey and, and, and might have different you know budgets to work with. Wow. Well, that's that's great, Liz. That's awesome. <laughs> and um, I see there's there's no question. So you must have explained everything so well. <laughs> no one no one has any questions. Um, I mean, if anyone's got any questions about um particular, you know, specifics in, in their business that they find. Uh, kind of challenges or um, I love being able to recommend a good app as well so if people are, are you know kind of I want to have find an app that helps me do x the kind of 300 that I downloaded over the years are, uh, <laughs> I've kind of tried and tested different things but there's also there's loads of other different productivity techniques as well so I mentioned Pomodoro which um, is my favorite and I, I I use that as a good explanation of how I got to my four-day work week within my business. Um, you know, yes, I was able to do it as a, an employer as condensed hours, but for me in my business to go from working seven days a week, all hours, to um, actually just thinking, right, I want to work a four-day week, Pomodoro process was the process that enabled me to do that. Um, but there's also loads of other ones. So if that one doesn't work for you, um, I highly recommend the getting things done method uh, where the concept is that if you can do something within two minutes or I would say five minutes, then do it there and then rather than adding it to a to-do list. Because actually what you've done is you've snowball affected uh, a task and made it a bigger thing than it really needed to be. Um, and then... I'll, I'll recommend this one, but it isn't one that I use because I've tried it and it doesn't work for me based on my chronotype. 
Um, but um, if anyone's heard eat, eat the frog, eat that frog. So the concept around that being you do the big, ugly, chunky, uh, been putting it off for ages, task, um, and do that first thing, do that before everything else, because then actually you think, right, well, if I've done nothing else today, I've got that one big thing done. Um, so so that's definitely worth checking out as well. It doesn't work for me. Generally works for, for like super early morning people because they want to get ahead of the day. And so that normally fits in. It's a great process. Again, with any of these, try it. If it doesn't work for you, try something else. So that's what I did with that one. So I'd still recommend it but I don't personally use it myself anymore. I've tried it, doesn't work, moved on to other things. So it's a great kind of uh, process to go through as well to kind of, you know, have have a go at something and then move on if it doesn't work. Oh, awesome, Liz. Thank you for sharing that. Some more, some more amazing insights. Oh, seriously, Chris, I could go on all day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got any, any other questions then that's joined us? Anyone? Oh, thanks for sharing the website in the chat as well. Um, there's a, yeah, there's also, um, I've got um, for productivity stuff, there's also uh, my personal website. I've got a few blogs on there. Um, so I'll bob that in the chat as well. Um, yeah. And then our e-learning course can, can can go from anywhere as well. So it's elearning.digienable.co.uk. Um as much as we're based in the UK, we work globally as well. So uh, when I do speaking at conferences, um, I, you know, I travel around the world and I can also do it virtually as well. So training, things like that, anything anyone um, either thinks I need a bit of support myself to do that or knows of someone. I think sometimes it's it's a recommendation or a referral as well. But, that, um, yeah, just, you know, people are thinking, oh, yeah, I could do with a bit of productivity support you know think of us <laughs> awesome oh great thank you liz and thank you for for attending and being a guest on our webinar and also thank you to all the attendees listening we appreciate it have a great day ahead and liz you're awesome thank you thanks chris thanks everyone have a great day everyone wherever you are